Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. At USC, tearing down posters of Israeli hostages in a, in a hallway and laughing about it. Five minutes in Gaza. Do you think she'd last? Five minutes in Gaza? The, the, the university system is broken. Broken. And the, the university professors who got, and the university administrators who got just beat up by the debate stage last night. Oh, don't worry. They weren't watching. They don't even know. Uh, they deserved everything they got. And you withholding your funding of these schools and, and your donations, so the very right thing to do. The very right thing to do. But is it right to be removing groups from college campuses? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, I was stunned. So there I am. Uh, we're at we're Blend Bar Cigar last night. Uh, the cigars and debate event with Americans for Prosperity. The drinks are flowing. The cigars were smoking. The American from J.C. Newman, which if you've never had it, is a wonderful cigar. It's all American tobacco. Uh, it, it is done there at the El Reloge, uh facility in Ybor City. Um, super, super solid cigar. Great time. And the debate starts on the conversation of, of Israel and anti-Semitism. I, 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 I mean, you knew it was going to come up, and certainly if I was one of these candidates, I would pivot there on a conversation of, of national security and a conversation of, of bigotry and, and what America stands for. It would make sense. It would fit. I didn't think that Lester Holt and, and uh, Kirsten Welker, Kirsten Welker were, were going to go down that road as well questions of substance and they kept coming but one of the questions one of the conversations was uh, about what's happening on college campuses here is how uh, Ron DeSantis Governor DeSantis uh, answered I was the first presidential candidate to say, if you are here on a student visa as a foreign national, you're making common cause with Hamas, I'm canceling your visa and I'm sending you home. No questions asked. Second, I have friends here in Florida who their kids do not feel safe even going to university campus at all outside of the state of Florida. You have Jewish students fleeing for their lives at Cooper Union. Joe Biden should have the Department of Justice on these college campuses and holding the universities accountable for civil rights violations. When you have, you should not have money going to these places. I already acted in Florida. We had a group Students for Justice of Palestine. They said they are common cause with Hamas. They said we're not just in solidarity. This is what we are. 
We deactivated them. We're not going to use state tax dollars to fund jihad. No way. And what is Biden doing? Not only is he not helping the Jewish students who are being persecuted, he is launching an initiative to combat so-called Islamophobia. No, it's the anti-Semitism that's spiraling out of control. That is what we have to confront. And as president, I can tell you this. We are not going to stand for this on college campuses any longer. Now, he did mention that what he is discussing is the funding of the groups. That's what he's discussing, the funding of the groups. Vivek Ramaswamy, different tact, not surprising. These kids, they have no idea what the heck they're even talking about when they're siding with Hamas over Israel. They are fools. But I also want to caution here, if we go the direction of Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, with whom I respectfully disagree on this issue, pro-censorship, telling student groups to disband, mark my words, soon they will say if you question a vaccine and its side effects, you're a bioterrorist. Soon they will say that if you show up at a school board meeting, you're a domestic terrorist. Soon if they say that J6 prisoners should be released, you're an insurrectionist terrorist. So that's where this road ends. We don't quash this with censorship because that creates a worse underbelly. We quell it through leadership by calling it out. These university administrators have lost their way and we need leadership at the top and the United States of America that restores our founding values and that has no place for this kind of anti-Semitic hate. That's where I stand while respecting our Constitution. Your time is out. Senator Scott, let me get you to weigh in on what you just heard. They are both engaged in a tactic uh, on on this conversation. And I I, I would start by reminding uh, Vivek uh, that these are adults. They're not kids. I am. I will call a 16-year-old a child. I will not call a 19-year-old a child. They're adults, and they have to deal with what it is that, that they're doing. The fact that they don't know what they're saying, the fact that they have been brought up to buy into this kind of despicableness, well, this is really a, uh, a, a repudiation of the educational system as a whole. And when you see this on college campuses, understand that the campus really does kind of bring this to the fore. They do encourage this kind of bigotry. That's obvious. But it starts somewhere. And that's your high school and that's your middle school. You want to know why people are homeschooling? (laughs) They're looking uh, to charters. They're looking in other directions. You think they want their kids surrounded by this kind of hate? You take a look at this culturally. There, there. This is this is already being baked in before they get there. In the same way, uh, that they're they're baking in this idea of uh, America bad or capitalism bad or somehow uh, abortion is is religion. Which there was abortion conversation because the Republicans don't have it yet. How are they going to move forward on this conversation? Well, unless they're really willing to say, you know what. We're willing to take the losses until we get the wins. But we're right, and you're murderers. If they're not going to say that, you got to listen to where Americans are. Now, it's an interesting thing to say, well, wait, on this, you'll, you'll change, and on this, you won't, and on this. That's that commentary needs response, and I'm more than happy to give it. Let's focus right now on this Israel question. 
I thought it was a good bit of exchange on how this should be handled. The group can exist. You don't have to give it state funding. And you have to, through leadership, expose why these students are wrong. Yeah, do both things. It's not one or the other. And yes, university presidents here in Indiana and across the country are not engaged in that level of leadership. In very many ways, they're afraid of their students and their administration. But this was only one part of the debate. The debate had a series of moves, and one of them was on the idea of the military, how the Chinese have more ships than the United States. The United States is at 291 right now. And what's the magic number? What is the number of ships that you need in the U.S. Navy? We've talked about this. You can change your army. You can change your air force. You need ships at sea to ensure shipping routes, to ensure uh, uh, positioning a navy We haven't learned this from the British. We haven't learned this from the Spanish Armada. History tells us something. You need a Navy. So the question was asked by Hugh Hewitt about this. Chris Christie with maybe his only good answer of the night. Christie, you know, my first observation, Hugh, is that nobody answers your question. And, And my second observation is these three in the middle think they're the enemy. I know China is the enemy. And that's what we should be focused on. So let's be really clear. The nuclear submarines in this United States Navy is the greatest deterrent to Chinese aggression. And that is the first place I would go to increase American naval power. Our nuclear submarines are able to move stealthily, quietly, and effectively. And if we are going to deter China from invading Taiwan, the only way we're going to do it is to make sure that they don't know whether how many nuclear submarines from the United States of America are in the South China Sea and in that area and ready to strike on them if they decide to move on Taiwan. And so we, as our first priority, need to go directly to our nuclear sub-program queue, and we need to increase it drastically. That would be priority number one. Ships would come next, but to me, the ships are secondary choice here. The, the submarines are the single most important thing that we could be deterring, that we could be using to deter China. Now, that is a solid and smart answer. But he didn't answer the number of ships either. And Nikki Haley came back to it later and said, our problem is we don't know because we don't know how we're going to afford it. How do you come up with an answer in terms of knowing what you can afford? Which is a fine response, by the way. And as somebody uh, noted on Twitter, um, uh, Robert, I believe it was, does it matter how many ships you have if you don't have the sailors? Isn't recruitment part of this conversation? I have an idea of how many ships. I have an idea of how I think a Navy should should run. But that was Chris Christie's best. Because he was not good last night. That man was off and his hair was gray. I don't know what was going on. I've got more on the debate to get into. Keep it here. 